what's up everything uh, i am unscripted and i am sad the boys are falling apart having won just two of their last nine games and jordan bennington is in the presses blaming the team but that's better than him randomly attacking opponents which he's done recently so let's get started and let's go blues i guess you're a mean one mr grinch you really are a heel you're as cuddly as a cactus you're as charming as an eel mr grinch you're a bad banana with a greasy black peel welcome back everyone Welcome to the Darkest Timeline. This is the Two Guys One Cup podcast. We are currently sat around an oil drum that has been <laughs> emptied out and set on fire under an overpass in the John Steinbeck Neville, the Grapes of the Grapes of Wrath. And I am, um, you know, searching for migrant work, trying to be a tenement farmer of some sort. Ian is my mother, but also maybe my sister or something. I don't know. We're not queer on that. And it's been a while since I've read The Grapes of Wrath. I don't think the incest thing was a part of it, but, you know, Tom's there. It's it's going to be a weird one. Was there a scene? Did that end with a guy being breastfed? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because he was, you know, America or something. Oh yeah, so I like I like John Steinbeck, but I'm also <laughs> I like, like, I'm like I, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like John Steinbeck, but I feel like I also even in high school was like, oh, this is sad, and then people are like, it's a big metaphor too, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not gonna go back and read it again. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> like, funny? Speaking of literature, it's funny when you, um, it's funny when you go somewhere else and suddenly like the questions that seem like their common knowledge are actually strange because i went to trivia tonight and they asked the question of what state the characters huck finn and tom sawyer are said to be from and i was like it's fucking easy baby how do you not know this and then i looked around <laughs> and i was like i'm in florida this makes sense this is i get why this nobody here knows what missouri is nobody here they're like illinois iowa mississippi my that's friend right. confidently wrote Mississippi, and I'm like, bitch, that's not right. <laughs> I'm like, they traveled down to Mississippi. They didn't come from Mississippi. Mississippi, like the river? <laughs> that's right. These people are from a state. <laughs> it is weird uh, to think that um, sometimes I think of Missouri as not existing back in like the 1800s. I don't know when I think in my brain that it sprung into existence, but not like 1820, whatever. Yeah. And I most certainly don't think of St. Louis as like a fur trading post in like the year like whatever, 1700. I'm like, oh no, this exists. This started existing at the 1904 World's Fair. And it's also always had the arch. I think it boggles my mind to think that my parents were alive at some point. Granted, they didn't live here and they were small, small children, but there was no arch here. Dude, my mom did live here and like came across the river into the city because she was from Southern Illinois. No fucking arch. What did it look like? That must have been so depressing. 
Because anytime I drive across that river, I'm like, this looks like a real ass city. Like, I know it does. That's the best angle. Real ass city. That's the best angle of that city. And then, you know, without the arch, though, and without the stadium, I mean, boy, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Probably a better, probably a better city, actually. (laughs) But not because of the lack of arch. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of wasting money on, giant old structures that can barely move let's talk about the blues defense for a little bit uh, i've been trying to delay talking about the blues i was yeah. hoping we'd go for like 30 minutes maybe we can um what do people want to hear about because folks not... it's gonna it's december 8th it is december 8th and how much have they played just a little over a quarter of the season oh baby oh they have both us... played enough that we know they're bad and they also haven't played enough for me to see the light at the end of the tunnel, which is the end of the season. <laughs> like give us, there's so much left. Give us literally anything else to talk about. And we will. We happily. Mm-hmm. Um, how about that coup in Germany, for example? Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. There was an attempted coup planned in Germany. They, they did a sting operation and there were like 24 co-conspirators found that were trying to overthrow the German government. Uh-oh. What we want, I think what we want, historically speaking, is a bunch of rowdy anti-government folks in Germany. I think Germany. that's... Germany. That's Come what on now. Don't do this again. Germany. Hey, Germany. Hey, Germany, we're watching you. Stop that. Come on. Fool Losing me once. the World Cup isn't that bad, you know? <laughs> Fool me once. Fool me once, that's you know. That's right. Speaking of the World Cup, you've been watching. How have you found it? How have you enjoyed it? Boy, um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Became the meme of the tournament so far. What's that? Your boy son became oh, the meme yeah. of the tournament so far. I've I feel bad for him. I thought maybe they would look okay against Brazil, and they did not. Um, but you know, a world superpower in, in soccer against a fledgling team in South Korea. It's, what, what are you gonna do? Um, it's been a lot of fun, actually. I feel like the more <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna sound deep, but it's not deep at all because this is true of almost anything, and especially sports. I feel like the more I watch it, the more I can appreciate it and understand the sport. <laughs> the more I'm starting to pick up on like things they do and things they don't do, and their strategies and like what's bad and what's good. I'm like, you yeah, know, I like this a lot, and I feel like you see more. Squ- I don't know. I feel like the big complaint in America, right, is like there's no scoring. It's like you can end zero zero and stuff. And I, I definitely hear that. That's like probably my biggest complaint is that there's plenty of draws and there's lots of games that don't have any goals or whatever. But at the same time, like I feel like that's it's just Americans looking at the stat sheet and mm-hmm. seeing like midfield play and being like, this is lame. But like if you watch the whole game, some of those like scoring attempts or scoring chances are just so engaging and just like like a breakdown field or just like some of those corners people have or set plays like i don't know they're just they're a lot more exciting to me than they were even like a year ago yeah dude it's it's a sick game when you really get into it i think too the thing is like part of me is always (laughs) with hockey is always like i you can get so into hockey and i Uh love hockey but then i always feel like i there there's a community within st louis that likes hockey 
and but there's a broader community that doesn't give a crap about hockey as you move outward uh-huh. but soccer is almost the opposite where it's like there's not really that many people that care about soccer like maybe st louis is a bad example but in the general sphere of america but then if i want to talk about soccer like outside of that sphere the entire earth cares about soccer mm-hmm. and there's so much more it's like um what's the it's more like discovering like 32 thoughts or like any like canadian podcasts on hockey uh-huh. it's like oh this is their life and then like you discover some you know someone outside of america talking about soccer and you're like oh my god people are really into this <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <sighs> i wish Have we... i wish must we should we do anything? okay here we go people have tuned out only only the hardcore fans are here to listen to us bitch (laughs) i mean i don't know even i don't even know what to do at this point because we know everybody here knows we're bad if you're listening to this and you believe that this team is somehow like a good team that's just misunderstood or just needs to find their rhythm you should turn it off this will not be a pleasant podcast for you you will be frustrated you'll want to die because this team ain't good. They are not good. And, you know, when they had the winning streak, they had the losing streak, then they had the winning streak. A lot of people said, this erases the losing streak. And we were all like, no, it doesn't. But here's the thing. That winning streak is the only anomaly in this season so far, because otherwise we've been awful. And yeah, we beat the Islanders on Tuesday. But on our last, what is it? Um, uh, like six, I mean, the, nine games? In the last nine games, we've won two. Two and seven? Yeah. Is that right? Still don't have a regulation loss or an overtime loss, correct? Right. Those are so, all regulation losses. Nine um, games in a row of being or of allowing four or more goals. Nine I gotta, games. I gotta nine times, Stephen. Nine, nine times. times. Two, two and seven. Pretty fucking close to 0 and 8 from just a purely realistic. Because you know what's on either side of an 0 and 8 is a win. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that's 2 and 8. So really, if we lose tomorrow or lose our next game, that will be the same as an eight game losing streak, just scientifically. You just, you know, split them up a bit. Well, as I say, even our two wins, um, like the Florida wins, a comeback win, right? That's a miraculous win. They're probably going to lose that anyways. Um, and then the win against the Islanders, by, you know, a win's a win, is a win is a win, they score more goals. But by the metrics, by the underlying statistics, the Islanders outplayed the Blues and we got. Some some lucky bounces, which is good, but at the same time, it's like that wasn't that wasn't the team putting it together and learning from their mistakes. And no, you couldn't have watched that Islanders game and been like, oh shit, all right, here we go, let's go. You're just like, oh, I guess they won. It's like it was just like it was just every happening. team in the league wins twenty times. You know, it, it literally, I was a joke, but that's true though. I tweeted out, I was like, you can't lo- you know, or you can't lose them all. You can't. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna win some. And like I know that sounds really I don't know pessimistic, but like it's true. Like if you watch an Islanders game that was not like them just dominating the Islanders, heck, they were up five to one and then it was five four. Yeah. Like, and then you scored two empty netters. So you almost lost that one too. Any if anything, the Rangers game that they lost, that was the one that they actually looked a lot better in and probably should have won that. 
like Jesus. Like it's just it's just there's there's been no progress in this week or the week before this week for the last two weeks there's been zero progress like there's no underlying story of like oh bounces aren't just going you know aren't going the way they've got the refs really screwed them on that one call you know they've had they've been so close it's been one goal games Mm -hmm. nothing nothing i think elliot friedman said the other day and this is like last week so he'd still be right this week that the blues haven't lost a game by one goal yet like every game they've lost has been by two or more goals now granted some of those are empty netters what have you but still like you couldn't you can't even lose a tight game like you just you automatically you've seen them they pull the goal and they get scored on immediately like it just it's inexplicable i literally thought i I wasn't watching today's game because i can't even and i had fun things to do and not suffer you you chose the right path i saw the tweet that said boys have you know pulled grice with 231 left and i thought oh so it's five to two that's that's all i thought just honestly seriously just stop pulling the goal at this point you're probably better you're probably better off by them have we scored one goal under with a goalie pulled this season not that I can remember, maybe one, and that would have been like maybe like I the think first we three maybe games. scored one in between two goals that they scored on an empty net, and I'm not <laughs> yeah, even that kidding. sounds right. I think That's... we literally did against some team, but like yeah, it's just it's it's miserable, and I think I guess if I take any comfort, I think we're all on the same page now in terms of like nobody thinks this team is just kind of. Nobody, nobody is seriously drawing the 2019 dire, you know, connections right now. I don't think, other than, you know, Armstrong kind of set it and throw away. But you haven't seen really fans saying like, "Oh, this could just be," you know, they just need a Cairo fight or whatever the hell. Like, I don't know. Where do we even start breaking this down into actual digestible talking points? I guess we can talk. First and foremost about Jordan Bennington, because this guy. He's had a week. He's on He's on fucking hinged. It's embarrassing, bro. He, I don't, he, he, he should have been suspended for the Brandon Saad thing. He backfisted oh, it. Oh, for the Zucker thing? Or the yeah, sorry, sorry. I don't know why I said Brandon Saab for the Jason Zucker thing. Yeah, because he backfisted a dude that was coming around the net at 15 miles an hour. And I don't care if he dove, I don't care if he faked it. Like that is just wildly uncalled for behavior. Completely, you know, like a bad hit to the head is uncalled for and way more dangerous than that. Mm-hmm. But like at least hitting has a role in the course of play you know and like that what bennington did i wrote an article on this for the hockey writers and uh (laughs) i can never sound that say that without sounding douchey um but i came up well actually one of my friends on the uh, writing team there mike meyer helped me come up with um a list of everything he did 
and I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to find the list. Oh, perfect. Is, Cause I was wondering, I was, I wondered that myself actually today. I was like, this, what were all the like chicken shit things he's done so far? This is only this season. Okay. So this doesn't count all the shit he's done in the past, but this is this season. He trash talked the Los Angeles Kings bench after allowing five goals and being pulled in October. Then he had the shoulder check to Ilya Sorokin between periods of a game we lost five to two. He attempted to check Captain Jordan Stahl, Carolina Hurricanes Captain Jordan Stahl, and ended up flat on his ass in what was ultimately a six to four loss. He had the dangerous glove to the face of Jason Zucker that drew blood as he spread around the net on Saturday. And then he had the ensuing war of words with Zucker in the bench. Uh, after he was later pulled from that game, which was also a loss. So if you notice a common theme there, they're all in fucking losses. And, you know, the people who want to defend Bennington right now are the people saying he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He plays with an edge. He doesn't take shit from anybody. Dude, you're taking shit by letting in six goals. And I don't care. I know people want to defend him. I know people want to say it's all the defense. Look, it's mostly the defense. I'll give you that. But 70-30 is still 30, you know? Like, you cannot hold this guy blameless when he's got a fucking 89 save percentage. I mean, there's a reason they, you know, they went with Grice tonight. Like, there's a reason they didn't just go back to Bennington. Like, because he hasn't looked good. And nobody in this or any other fan base would look at any goalie in any other team under any other circumstances and see Jordan Bennington's stats and say, yeah, but he's really good. It's all the defense's fault. You're not saying that about John Gibson anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying that about Sergei Bobrovsky in the years that he's rough. You know, nobody's saying it about Veg Melka or whoever, whatever fake name person that <laughs> the uh, Coyotes have right now. I'm saying I don't it's even not... know who they're. Uh, oh yeah, what is this? Blackhawks goalie is, but oh god, yeah. about him. Um, I was gonna say like it's maybe not the most fair comparison, but like who had shitty defense last year and got bailed out by their goalie all the time? Well, the St. Louis Blues and Billy Huso, so it can happen. And then well, the exactly. Rangers and Igor Shostakin. So like, I'm not Peter looking Marazda. for him to Oof. to steal every single game. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking for him to stand on his head and be the reason that we win every night. But, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna throw these hissy fits, you're gonna try and look tough, or whatever. You got to back it up with like really good play. You can't be like, oh, well, it's the, de- the defensive run really blows ass, but otherwise, I would have just fucking stoned you guys. And it's like, well, really, dude, if you had, if you had a if Bennington had a 285 goals against average and a 908 save percentage, I'd be the first guy saying this dude's given this team so much more than they deserve, you know, mm-hmm. but he doesn't, he doesn't. And we've said it a bunch of times right now, but um, I'm trying to look up, let me filter this by games played. Um, hold on a second. Let's do loading, loading. 300 minutes. Among goalies with 300 minutes in the NHL, Jordan Bennington has the 17th worst high danger save percentage at 803. That puts him ahead of guys like um, Jacob Markstrom, Pavel Francouz, Charlie Lindgren, 
uh, Yaroslav Halak, Jake Allen. So all of the all of the former Blues luminaries. <laughs> so I guess the good news is there's nobody out there that we passed up on that would be doing any better right now. Um, but you know it puts him behind fifty other goalies. Uh, he has the um, ninth worst goals saved above average at minus 505. And uh, he has the fifth most expected goals against. So that's very bad and that's not his fault. Um, so, you know, it's not, it's not that he is the sole problem. I don't think either of us have ever said he's the sole problem. Uh, it's that he is a problem you know i think too the thing is he can and real quick sorry one thing i want to say before you go into this i just looked at because it has it here average distance of the goals scored against him you know there's this whole argument we're not boxing boxing people out all these goals are scored on the front doorstep all that stuff 21.56 feet which is not far but it's 20th in the league and this is a list of 50 63 goalies so you know it's not um that's not necessarily a credit to the defense right um but it's not great i guess actually average goal distance would be a you know the shorter it is the better for the goalie not for the defense necessarily but um in any case yeah, say so the closer you are, like the the worse it looks on the defense, which is why we give up like so many high danger chances too. And it's like, well, that's part of the issue. I would say like Bennington, whether it's like win or lose, and that's mostly lose now, and he's how he's conducting himself, like the only way he can do this, right? And the reason that like fans opposing fans literally all 31 other fan bases don't like him is because he's a goalie and he conducts himself that way because he's a goalie and he can get away with it like he's never going to get touched no matter what he does like if Zucker laid a hand on Bennington after Bennington kind of tried to give him the the shove to the face the clothesline there'd be five blue sweaters all tackling Zucker and this is why Benner looks like a punk like he knows he can mess with other players and never have to answer the bell. If you really wanted to actually fight someone, he's had plenty of opportunities. Like seriously, like he could have punched Kadri instead of swinging a stick at Kadri's head last year. Uh, he could have punched Carlson instead of fake punching him. He could have fought Devin Dubnik when they were like bumping chests or whatever that same game. Like, but he doesn't fight. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like back any of it up. He's literally the definition of like all bark and zero bite. Like he's all I can think of people are like he's being tough. He's being tough. I'm like, no, dude, have you ever lived in a neighborhood? He's the kid that whines over and over and says he's going to beat you up, but he never does. And if you try and start shit with him, here comes his older brother. Like yeah. that's Jordan Bennington. Yeah, and and also, I'll, seriously, I'll give him full credit. If he tries to get a, like literally fight somebody, I'll be like, whoa, shit. Okay. He's, he's unhinged. He has shown that he's unhinged even more, but at least he's going to back it up. <laughs> Like, that's the thing where people are like, haven't you seen Billy Smith? Haven't you seen Patrick Watt? Yeah, those dudes fought. Dude, they got, I got they one of freaking those Patrick Watt qu- comments. It's like Patrick Waugh is one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. Uh, 
also it's not like this sore loser nanny nanny boo boo bullshit bennington's pulling and yeah like you said wa also pull you know backed it up and on top of that wa is also a guy who's so psychopathic that he can't be employed in the nhl Mm-hmm. because nobody trusts him to hold down a job because he's crazy that's what i was saying is bidding is better like like crazy like a fox where he's like oh i'm just gonna rile up i'm gonna get my team all riled up by getting fiery because if he is it's not working like never has he done this and the team's like yeah we're rallied behind you you know who this would work with this would work um with players that don't do this all the time this would work with mm-hmm. like a Jay Bomeister. If he was still on this team and he runs off next to the Penguins bench and starts yelling at him, you'd be like, oh shit, dudes, we we gotta, we're fired up. Our dad's yelling, <laughs> like, we gotta go. But like Bennington does it so often and just like all on his own too. He's like on this little angry island mm-hmm. that like well, that's the thing. Nobody's coming to his aid to right, like when he does this stuff people will defend him if he got in like a real fight but like no one's ever no one's skating around trying to like help the dude because this is pure conjecture but it's a podcast whatever i don't think people like the guy like yeah i like he's an ass right like you've seen you've seen interviews with him you've seen like the way he conducts himself you just you hear him talk I like cocky Bennington. That's fun. The, you know, do I look nervous? Like all that stuff. That's fun. I enjoyed it at the time too. It's great. Like, I don't want someone with zero personality. I'm glad that he has some personality, but there's, there is like a line and sometimes it has to be like, don't be a fucking wiener, dude. Like, honestly, if you're going to get that pissed off, start fighting, but he can't cause he's 170 something pounds. He weighs as much as I do. Like, yeah, he's not, you can't, you can't fight anybody like, because you're going to get rocked and it would be irresponsible too, because as much as we've said, oh, he hasn't played well, yada, yada, he's should statistically be better than Thomas Grice. And we need Bennington to be the starter. Like you can't get hurt fighting and then have us rely on Grice. Like it's not an option. So you got to like rein this shit in and stop. Like he has the ability to be a better goalie than he has been. We've seen it even as recent as last year, but like he's going through these stretches just like last year too, where he's not that great. And he's, and he's loose in the head. Like when you yell at the other team, you're not, you're not winning. These are the people that like, I don't know. These are people that lash out to have like lashing out personalities. And like, I guess I won because of that other dude's angry. And it's like, Dude, you're the one that's unhinged. You're the one whose skin they got under. Like, you're the one showing all this emotion to the other team. And then Jason Zucker literally shrugs at him. He's like, I don't know. Like, you hit me in the face and I hit the freaking boards, dude. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want my reaction to be? Like, it's it's embarrassing. I'm not so embarrassed that I'm, like, going to be, like, crazy and be like, he's besmirching the Blues jersey or whatever. But like it's it's embarrassing to watch. It's just like, just be better, dude. Be best. At least be better. It's just, and that's the thing. Like I think we were we were saying was like he's not the only problem. He's not even the biggest problem. But he is a singular entity that can fix this. Like he can be better. He can 
behave differently. And that's one human that makes such a big impact on this team. There's no fix. Like at this point for the defense, I'm Jason Zucker. I'm shrugging. I don't know, man. That defense is fucked. Like (laughs) we literally, there's no point in talking about the defense anymore. They're terrible. They're the worst, literally the worst. Like (laughs) I just, what? And And they're here. They're here forever. Gone forever. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. There's no analysis. Tory Krug didn't even play tonight. I was about to rail on Tory Krug. He wasn't even in the game. Uh, Colton Prakos is a giant, a literal giant non-factor. Pylon, an absolute pylon. He Nick, sucks. Nick Bloody so and Justin Fox. Justin Fox. Oh boy, I I'm keeping a lot of goddamn receipts from this summer when people were saying <laughs> the Nick Bloody receipt signing makes so much sense. But he didn't do anything. Wrong with, he, they should have kept her on. What the fuck is wrong with you, brown nosing company line sons of bitches? <laughs> no, there was never any reason on earth at, at all, any indication on earth whatsoever that that made sense none none at all no take the piran part out of it take that part out of it take it and put it send it to mars i don't care the letty thing alone it never made sense under any circumstances in any world for any reason to re-sign that dude for one year two years let alone four years at four million dollars or whatever the hell we're paying him I, I just, Doug, we got to start talking about Doug Armstrong. The man's <laughs> lost his goddamn mind. He's no good anymore. He's lost it. I am a little worried. Signing. What is that? I am a little worried that? about him. It's fine, dude. You've had a 14 year run as a great NHL GM. That's very impressive. I don't want him being the guy that digs us out of this hole. He created this hole. It's time for a switch. And that's fine. I'm never going to have anything but great things to say about Doug Armstrong. But you want him rebuilding this team when he ain't built, you know, I mean, he built it the first time, but he's also built whatever we're looking at. And with that said, there's something deeper going on. Like, it's not Doug Armstrong. It's not this roster. There's something going on under the surface. There's a cancer growing, you know? I don't know what it is. But. I think that's like a good point because Ruby had comments today after the game where, what is it? This is from like JR. He said, there's a couple here. Ruby's post-game presser was about as close as you're going to get to hearing him at his wits end. Quote, if everybody doesn't come to the rink ready to really compete, move your feet and do things right and be detailed and attentive, you're not going to go anywhere that's the bottom line. As a coaching staff, we're preparing them. We tell them what they need to do, but we can't go out and play for them. They've got to go out and play as a team. And right now, we're not doing that. We're not consistent enough, 100%. And you lose in this 100%. And if you're not, you lose in this league. Then he said, uh, Brubium, what can be done with non-attentive players? He says, all we do is coach, then show them, talk about it, keep practicing, keep working. What else can you do? We bench guys and stuff like that here and there. That doesn't change anything. There's too many guys, you know, veteran guys, young guys. If they don't come to the rink and think about the team and put the team first, we're not going anywhere. And right now, I don't see that happening. And then he also said, uh, Bruby and why he feels benching players, et cetera, isn't doing anything. He said, 
I think it's just the attitude of the team right now. It's It creeped in here, and it's not good right now. Ruby on how it got like this. He says, I don't know. Good question. So that's where we're at. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. I was Sorry. like, I had to grab some water, but I was like, at that's least no good. At least these are actual comments. Like, I'm not just the same old, eh, you know, we we did this, we did that, just some bad bounces. Like, it does seem like kind of like I was talking about with the Islanders game, even though they won, it's just a lot of um to quote Doug Armstrong, what they what do you call them? Like freelancers mm-hmm. how many years ago um it's they that's just a lot of guys out there like some of them look like they have some synergy there's obviously most of these most of this four group played together last year um can we be honest though too and like as much as josh levo is like sandpaper and looks good with ryan o'reilly and stuff there's a reason josh levo is like 29 and bounced around and is on our team like that's not a first line guy like it's not on like a cup winning team on a playoff team no mm-hmm. like that's already a problem no. i know people are like he looks really good up there blah 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 he's like a real a real a plus uh <laughs> freaking nathan walker like he'd uh-huh. like just nathan walker on steroids like just oh boy oh baby like that's it. That's not like that's not a good line. Like, I mean, it is a good line, but that's like not going to do it. You have like Tarasenko yeah. and Thomas and Kyrie together. That's great. Like Bushnevich is hurt. That's like your your number one offensive threat scoring wise at this point. He's hurt, um, and it's just like tonight was Shen O'Reilly, Levo. Like, uh, I don't even know who Barbashev was out there with at this point because he's on the third line. Like. It's just, there's not this, you've got like Pitlick in there. you got like Will Bitten. That's great. Nolachari scored. Will Bitten twice shy, baby. That's right. <laughs> he scored eight goals. Achari, you know, noted goal scorer, Nolachari. It's, you know, let's see. Saad Barbashev Bitten. Oh, come on. As a third, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, they didn't even play the fourth line night, which I get in the third period because, like, they're behind. They're trying to score and everything. They're trying to get back in this game. But it's like, there's... Callie Rosen's your best defenseman. And for real. Like, he's, yeah, like, looked very for good. For real, for real. For real. But Poor guy, he should, 28. He shouldn't be. Oh, God. I... I don't know. I mean, what do you say, man? I can't what keep doing this. I can't. We can't. I can't do what? this pod the same. There's pod no arguments for hope. This is the thing. For like twenty five more weeks. Think a lot of people are doing the actual 2019 comparisons anymore. Right. But that team was supposed to be better. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be a team where we brought in O'Reilly, we brought in um, Perron, brought back Perron, we brought uh, Tyler Bozak in, we brought Pat Maroon in, and, you know, Chad Johnson also. But, like, that was supposed to be the season of change. We were supposed to be exciting. And when it all went wrong from the very beginning, 
there was a lot of confusion and we knew Mike Yo was a problem for sure. We fired that guy. Nobody questioned it. Nobody ever stood up and said, maybe Mike Yo deserves a second chance. Like everybody was on board. Mike Yo had to go. We got rid of Mike Yo. Team started to get a little better. Bennington came in. Miracle run for, you know, for all the ages. And it's done. It's over. We won a cup. Not trading that for anything. We'll talk about Tage Thompson a little later. Not trading it for anything. But that was not something you can bottle, not something you can repeat, not something you should ever look to as a model for anything, much less for a team that we know is older, slower for the most part. Mm -hmm. And nobody, even the most positive analysts of this team would have just said we were the same coming into this year. Like you couldn't possibly argue that we were better because we didn't make any additions to the team. You know, we signed Nick Weddy, who we already had in the second half. We lost Perron and Husso. And I guess our quote-unquote additions were, like you mentioned, Josh Levo and Nolachari. Big whoop, you know? Nothing against those guys. They've been fine. They're the least of our worries right now. Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, you come into the season, and even if you were more optimistic than – you or me well to be fair i mean we were optimistic enough to say yeah probably a a fringe playoff team you know probably at least a wild card maybe third in the division but it it was wrong from the very beginning someone has to say this is wrong someone has to stand up and say you know what no this is wrong (laughs) that's right someone why couldn't al mckinnis do that during the gm meeting you know what bothers me we've probably talked about this on the podcast before but it's very clearly a c in al mckinnis's name yeah but people say mcginnis but canadians say mcginnis and that bothers me they you could change the way his name is spelled you know that bugs me. That bugs me a lot. Every time they do it, I'm like, "Am I wrong?" It's always like I see this a lot too, where it's like, um, you know, it'll be like an Asian name for an athlete or something. Hmm. And um, oh, a classic one was the Pirates had a guy. I think he turned out to be a real shithead, but this that's immaterial to the story. His name was Jung Ho Gung, was how it was pronounced. They spelled his last name K A N G, and I was always thinking. His name's not in English anyway. So why don't you just spell it phonetically in English? (laughs) Because the whole reason you're putting it in English at all is to spell it phonetically. So why not just spell it (laughs) G-U-N-G? Why did you say Kang and then pronounce it Gung? It's not written in English. He doesn't like write to his family. Oh, my name's Jung Ho Gung, you know, in English. It's not in English at all. So just spell it properly the way to communicate how you pronounce this name, which was your whole purpose from the very beginning. That's um, a really good point. You know, I've always thought that with, um, you know, it's just the arrogance of of leaders and people in power. But like, I always wonder why we don't just like pronounce the names of countries in their like native tongue. Uh-huh. So that everyone's literally on like the same level. I'm like, let's yeah. just call it Deutschland because like that's what they call it. Uh-huh. And we can say that we can make that word with our mouth. <laughs> and that's their that's where they're from. And it's like, no, it's right. Germany. And I'm like, it's weird when someone from that cut from one of those countries, like a German person, is like, Oh yeah, I'm German. And I'm like, you don't have to say that. 
<laughs> say what you would say. Say Deutsch. Like, yeah, some, yeah. I don't know why. It's like if someone's Japanese, like, I'm Japanese. I'm like, you don't got to say that to me. <laughs> say you're Nihonjin. I'm white, but I'm not that kind of white. It's a- Come on. I'm, I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, uh, folks, you know, it's going to be a painful season as boys fans, but stick around for the random crap we come up with to talk what did we, about. What did we do in 20, the beginning half of 2018? Because like that was pretty bad for a long time. I don't know. I had to go back and listen. Shit, what did we do for all of 2017, 2018? We had the hot dog episode. I know that much. Yeah, at least that was looking up and then it like hit the shit hit the fan. So there was like, and Mike Yo got fired and I got to run out in my front yard and do karate or whatever. <laughs> that was sweet. That was a sweet, I, sweet moment. I do think you mentioned Bennington, not people not liking him. I do think he's probably a locker room problem. That article made it seem like he was blaming the team a lot. And listen, he's got some right to blame the team, but like, who cares? You it's just kind of like... It's sort of, I don't blame JR. He's just getting the quotes, right? He's, he's got an article. He's got a quota. He's got mm-hmm. to put articles out. That's an article that makes sense right now. But also at the same time, I don't blame him, but it's like, Benner, people don't want to fucking hear it right now, dude. This team sucks. I don't need you to be like, yeah, I know they all suck. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, bro. We, you guys just have to be the royal we. You all suck, okay? You can't stand, <laughs> you can't stand in front of them and be like, not me. And be like, yeah, dude, you too. It's, it's everybody. And I get I get it. Like, he's saying stuff that, like, I think or that fans think. And it's like, that's cool. That's great. But, like, and I want you to have some fire. I want you to have a little bit of this. But, like, I could be wrong. I could be very wrong because it was a long time ago. But I don't remember, like, David Backus being like, yep. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be like, we have players on this team that really need to, like, figure out xyz and they'll be like oh okay like bennington really was saying like this team like needs to round into form like what did he say he's like it's the he's frustrated he said uh it's the nhl let's go and he said i'm not i'm not i don't want to fucking waste my time and i'm like that's kind of what i'm thinking i'm like waste your time you think this team is wasting your time dude then just you're getting paid six million dollars to be here get the yeah i'm like yeah he's like yo i get he's competitive but like you're making six million a year dude so just shut the fuck up like i don't care you think this team is wasting your time then mutually agree with the blues (laughs) to terminate your contract and just see what you get as a free agent just find out let's find out together shall we like get the fuck out of here wasting your time this team gave you the chance to win a stanley cup in any other organization you would have never made the nhl and listen good you did it you did it you i just want i guess i just want bennington to be that like david freeze story nobody in st louis is ever going to have a bad thought about david freeze Mm. you know and that's fine now now in 20 years i'm going to look back on jordan bennington and i'm going to be like oh but uh you know, <laughs> like I don't want to think that. I, I was like, that. I over time I can forget and forgive and all that stuff. And but it's just like he's it's just too much. It's just too much, bro. You gotta rein it in. You can't be like this all the time. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I can't be your friend anymore. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and then there's like you know, I saw that guy that uh 
fella, the fella from the Hurricanes, Cooch Buster or whatever his name is. Um, Cooch Kochkev, whatever his name is. You know who I'm talking about? The goalie? <clears throat> it's a young goalie for the Carolina Oh, their current Rangers. goalie, though. Yeah, his name is like Kochkev. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuchkov or whatever. And he did a thing where he won the game and he turned to some fans in the L.A., you know, fan section behind him. They were on the road and just made some kind of like get out of here gesture sort of thing. You know, there's the mm-hmm. exit sort of thing. And one of our, well, somebody in our fan base was like, this, I love this, but if Bennington had done it, people would be going insane. And I really, I didn't comment, but I really wanted to comment and say, well, Bennington couldn't do this because he would have had to win the fucking game first. <laughs> this is a win. This is a taunt a goalie's making when you win. And that's why it's totally different. That's why everybody loved Jordan Bennington saying, do I look nervous back in the day? And then they realized he's a psychopath. <laughs> And he said in that article, I've never heard anybody do. Don't act like you haven't fucking tried. Mm-hmm. Like if you haven't heard anybody, that's because you're a wimp. Because you tried to decapitate Nazem Kadri, and I get it. You weren't actually really swinging at his head. But the Brandon saw or the why do I keep saying that? The Jason Zucker thing could have hurt him. You know, the, I'm just like just like fight somebody, bro. Like if you Kyle really hate Kadri, just go take bro, a real bro, swing at him. Bro, you ain't fighting Kyle Clifford. That dude's 250. Oh, yeah. I was at that game. Uh, I mean, it gets that's the thing too, is like if you're gonna do that, honestly, do it at home. Like, why are you doing it on the road? Do it at home. <laughs> like that's where the crowds and start cheering and shit. No, like who's getting riled up in the penguins yeah, stadium kn- for you, bro? I know what you said and I know what you meant, but when you said do it at home, I was like, Ian, he's not going to beat his wife. (laughs) Keep that at home. (laughs) Oh God, that's terrible. But you know what I think bothers me the most about Bennington is it's just a distraction. It's a distraction from how bad the team actually is. We've talked about Bennington more this episode than we've talked about Colton Pylon Pareko or Tory minus 20 Krug. You know, like this team has issues, my guy. And Jordan Bennington is like the cherry on top of the Sunday, but now he's the cherry that's taken a big old dump over all the Sunday. And now it's a cherry dump Sunday. <laughs> and it, that's the opposite of a cherry chuck salad. It's no good for you. So, oh, what else do we say about this team? Do we have anything else? Do we want to say anything else? I mean, how do you even begin to fix it? You obviously get whatever you can for Tarasenko and O'Reilly and Barbashev. I think that's pretty much a given. Yeah. Um, you, I think, probably have to make a coaching change just to see, just to see if any players on this team are like, worthwhile i mean this is that was wits and baruby so like tonight and with his quotes like to me that's uh-huh. that's really like <clears throat> maybe you... baruby will just be like bro mercy fire me <laughs> that one out of here that's what i mean it's like if you're gonna ask the question like well who do you get there who's gonna replace them well i don't give a shit steve i i really don't care i just need i need something to change because like God, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out the words 
the words in my brain. How do you let this team, let's say they lose the next two. They have a back-to-back. I forget who they play on freaking Monday, but they play Sunday, Monday. They lose both of those. Like, would that make us 12 and 17? Don't, like, I need confirmation out of Armstrong's lips. No. And I know this is stupid. Right. I get it'll never happen, whatever. But I need someone in this organization to look the fans in the eye and be like, we're bad. We're either a going to fix this somehow, like actually fix it, not like fix it like in the locker room, but like move coaches or players, make changes like that, or look us in the eye and be like, you know what? We'll just talk. We'll toss it this year. We'll toss it. We'll see what we can do yeah, next that's year. That's a good idea. Dump it. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't. You can't go even even one and one even whatever we're twelve and fifteen or whatever now we can't be thirteen and and sixteen or whatever come Tuesday and it and everything just be fine everything's like wow we're not very good but like that's what it feels like to me it feels like I watch the Blues and I go so what's the deal and it feels like the silence or whatever is just like well we're not very good but you know and that's it and it's like but you know what but what there's no there's just keep losing just keep losing seriously this is the best i've thought about a lot this is like your best option please don't fuck this up lose more lose more trade those guys away get at least one other first round pick shit get two and and trade up i don't think anyone's going to want to do that or whatever but like with this fucking draft but try try get some get some high first round picks reload be Dallas or whatever. You got all these young players that turn out really good. Yippee, we're fucking back on top, baby. And we've got freaking, I don't know, uh, uh, Ryan Getzlav's the coach Adam now. Adam Fantilli. Oh, oh, Ryan Getzlav's the coach, baby. He's fucking 40 and he's ready to fucking coach. And here comes the cup, baby, because we got... That dude's been ready to coach since 1986. Yeah, he's been bald since he was born. <laughs> like, That's right, as most I, people are. Just, just something i can't do this i can't i can't i was watching it tonight and i was like i can't do oh this. no oh no ian's gone to a dark dark place. i you have to be good or you have I, to be very bad don't give me this we win one we lose one we win one we lose one i'm like i don't i'm not here for that well to be fair they haven't been but i Thank do you, really true. like I really wish they just, I really wish Armstrong would do another presser and just be like, all right, well, they've shown me who they are. Message received. He doesn't have to say, he doesn't have to say rebuild. He doesn't have to say, I know he hates the rebuild. Well, he'll, he'll say both those words and then he'll say re-whatever. <laughs> what, re-whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I don't like any of those words. I prefer reconstruction. I do. Oh, he's like, he's going to be like, he's going to be like, do you take this woman, you know, do you take Mrs. Armstrong as your wife? He's like, I do. I don't. I whatever. You know, I don't like this. I don't like these words. And let's talk about re whatever, because we had a conversation in text message mm-hmm. about this. And there's this, you know, there's this thing that some, some fans, Armstrong said it too. Some fans have said similar things. But there's this whole idea of like, well, we don't need to do a rebuild or we don't want to do a rebuild because, you know, it might drive fans away. And we had this whole conversation. I'll just kind of read it conversationally, although some of these notes are basically straight from our text. But like the thing I don't get about the whole rebuild thing, do these people, 
and that includes Armstrong, and I know he doesn't actually believe this because he's a smart man, but the way he talks about it, do they believe teams choose rebuilds out of the queer blue sky? Because they choose rebuilds when the rebuilds are forced upon them. And what forces that being terrible? And that's what the blues are right now. Rebuilds are ugly, they're painful, they drive fans away. You know what else is ugly and painful and drives fans away? The way this team is playing right now. There were boos throughout the stadium. A jersey got thrown on the ice. You know when you see stuff like that? At the start of a rebuild. And I look at it like this. Should the players we have right now, as assembled as a team, if they play as a unit, be somewhat or even significantly better than they currently are? 100%. I'll give that to anybody. Definitely. Doug, way to go. You built a not below, terribly below 500 team at their best. But at their best, this group isn't a group that's going to win a Stanley Cup. They're not going anywhere near Stanley Cup in this NHL. And more than half of the team is on the wrong side of the aging curve. So if you're not competitive now, and you're only going to get worse with age, and that's only going to make you less competitive, what's that the recipe for? It's the recipe for rebuild. So I don't think... I don't understand like what they other than and again with with Armstrong, it really is just the word you choose. He really has a problem choosing a word, but like he talks about take take one step forward to take two steps or take one step back to take two steps forward. How Doug? Who? What? What are you gonna do? What like literally? What are you? What could you possibly do to do that to this team? You're going to trade. What does that look like? Does that look like missing the playoffs this year by trading O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and Barbashev? Then who do you bring in? How do you fix the defense? How do you fix the goaltending? You can't do it. It's done. It's cooked. The goose is cooked. There's no, the only way through out of this is through it. It, you can't do it. You cannot do it. And if you thought you could do it, if you thought this wasn't, if you didn't think this was a fundamentally personnel issue, then you would be firing the coach. Or you'd at least be firing Mike Van Ryan. You'd be changing something. You're saying that the only, you came out and said that Craig Ruby was the guy, whether it was veterans trying to win or whether it was a rebuild. That means you recognize there might be a rebuild. So right. just own it at this point. It's obvious to everybody. I, I, anyway, sorry, that's the end of my rant. No, <laughs> like... my, my dog's crazy. Um, yeah, I it, it's 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 rebuild time. Maybe it's retool time. At least it's it's re something, Steve. Um, Whatever reconstruction, like you said, like that's right. President Andrew Johnson, baby. You <laughs> that 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 was one well, yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> We had a question at trivia tonight that was who signed the voting, which president signed the Voting Rights Act. And I wrote Lyndon Johnson at first. And I was like, that was the Civil Rights Act. Is that also part of the same thing? And then I was like, it could have been a reconstruction thing. It could have been Andrew Johnson. So I just wrote Johnson and took it up. We got it right. It was Lyndon for the record. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm going to write Johnson and I'm going to hope he doesn't ask questions. <laughs> which Johnson? Uh, uh, either one. If he said which, I would have been like the correct one. The correct one. That the literally president. would have been my answer. President Johnson. 
But I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. I didn't realize we had two President Johnsons. Yeah, baby. I did. Super, I mean, super common. If you ever get a question, if you ever get a president question and you just want to play the odds, you should write Adams or Johnson. Because What about Garfield? Garfield was himself, though. So it's really only one president. That's so, right. Technically. That's right. Oh, it's just that he was in the four, had the four, had the one term and then yeah. was gone and then came back. Yeah. Oh, and Bush, though. We got the Bush. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> And soon to be Shia LaBeouf and Shia LaBeouf's. <laughs> this is where we're at. Um, and also, yay. No, I'm just kidding. He's a psychopath. Speaking of psychopath, <laughs> um, I think you're right. I think the only way out of this is through because, like, there's nothing you can do. And, like, that's the other thing, too. It's not like, a, oh, you get rid of them, make room for the young guys coming up. What guy is what guys Zach you Bullduck. solve so many problems if you just lose and you Zach go bulldog is a nice piece oh yeah um, snuggerud looks good snuggerud looks like a solid piece but those don't transform your organization you ain't got any defenders oh. joel, joel hofer maybe he's a starting nhl goalie hard to say who the balls we even have as defenders seriously like tyler tucker matt kessel and matt tyler Ke- tucker Fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't need to draft defenders because our NHL defense was so rock solid. <laughs> oh, sometimes I worry. Don't you see that it's true? Sometimes I really worry that we're like going to be in like a much worse spot for so much longer than I think. Because part of me is like, oh, this will be fun, lose, get those picks, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like we're still going to F it up. Like, I'm already kind of like, Doug, what's going on, Doug? And then if he, like, fucks up this Tarasenko-O'Reilly thing, if he signs either of them, or worse, or laterally the same, like, lets them just walk, and he's like, well, we freed up cap space, blah, blah. It's like, bro, there's no... The cupboards are bare. Someday (laughs) you're going to let a guy walk, and you're going to be like, oh, let's call up what's-his-face. And like, Doug, there's no one. (laughs) there is no one you have to sign someone there's no one to fill that spot our we have no ahl team (laughs) we have no ahl team with like drafted players anymore like you gotta we can call up adam cracknell doug is that what you want your current one adam cracknell (laughs) it's like so it's this like you're already it's already a situation where your best ahl call up is will bitten 27 year old Will Bitten. I ain't, I ain't got a. I mean, I know I've heard his name because of the Will Bitten twice shy joke that I make, which nobody gets because it's not funny in the slightest. But I don't know who he is. Where do you think Will Bitten played juniors? Let's find out. Or do you think he was a college boy? Let's do five facts about Will Bitten. I think he was a USHL guy. Will Bitten was born in Ottawa. Ontario, Canada, on July 10th, 1998. His youth team was the Hamilton Bulldogs, his junior team. Excuse me. He played at the WJC under 18s for Team Canada in 2015-16. He scored eight points in seven games. Very nice, Will Bitten. He played for the Flint Firehurt Birds and the Plymouth Whalers before he played for the Hamilton Bulldogs. He was even an alternate captain 
for the Hamilton Bulldogs before moving on to four, count them, four seasons with the Iowa Wild. He was the C- at the CHL Top Prospects game in 2015-16, and he was an OHL champion for the Hamilton Bulldogs in 2017-18, perhaps alongside Robert Thomas. And those are the things that I know about Will Benton. I think he was alongside Robert Thomas. I think they See, won. he's a good player. That's right. I shouldn't maybe Thomas, the name of uh, Will Benton. Maybe Thomas put in the good word for him. Maybe that's who got on the drum. AKA Robbie Thomas. Who the fuck calls him Robbie? Yeah, there's only one Robbie. It's Fabry, and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Is he still a is he still a Red Wing? I had to look at that. He is, and he's still injured from whatever he had last time. He's not he hasn't played all, all season. Bro. Oh, Robert. So sad. Ah, Robert, 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 Robert. I was so sad when he when his tore his ACL the first time, and then who knew I was only gonna get progressively sadder from that point. Mm. I wonder what his career could have been. He would have been fine, right? He would have been a real like uh, Brian Rust kind of guy. Yeah, like the fifth most important player on a pretty good team. I could have replaced Brian Rust. Alex Petrangelo is out indefinitely. Oh, I know that's sad though. It's like a family. Some someone's sick. I think some sort of family issue. Oh yeah, I saw that. That is sad. Shane Wright scored his first goal for. Against uh, the Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Hot. That's pretty exciting. That's a hot storyline. Are they he sending went, him back to junior? <laughs> and well, now he's going to the World Junior Championship. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Tate Thompson. Want to talk about Tage Thompson, Ian? I've been dying to talk uh, about Tage Thompson. got whole boxes of Tage. I got boxes full of Thompson. I marched myself down to Jason Botterill in the GM's <laughs> office, and I said, Jason, Jason, I got to talk to you about Thompson. And you know what I found, Ian? There's not a single goddamn desk in that office, Ian. There is no Jason Botterill in the Bruins front, in the Sabres front office. The buffalo's being bled like a stuck piggy. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. okay. Brewery right now. We're going to be fired, Steve. Tage Thompson. Well, let me tell you, Mike Van Ryan. Here's what's not going to happen. We're <laughs> not going to be fired because we've already been fired. <laughs> uh, Tage Thompson scored five points last night. Four goals, five, five goals, goals, and a point. Five goals and assists, so six points. Mm-hmm. four he goals is, in the first like 12 minutes or something he is one of the best players in the nhl right now he's like fourth in scoring yeah it's... i have i i resisted for a very long time i thought it was a fault i thought it was an illusion for a very long time i can't anymore he's very good and let me be very clear with you as depressed as we've been as sad as we've acted all night i don't care I do care, actually, insofar as I'm happy for the Buffalo Sabres, and I'm happy for Tate Thompson. I have no issue with these people. I could see myself getting a Buffalo Sabres black and red Buffalo Slug 
or not Buffalo, but say goat, goat head jersey at Tage Thompson. Baby, he's sick. He's a big old pterodactyl man, and good for him. But th- this, all this relitigation of the Ryan O'Reilly trade that we've seen lately, it's like, yeah, Ryan O'Reilly maybe hasn't been that great this season, although he's been fine, you know, lately. He hasn't been part of the problem, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tage Thompson looks like an actual league superstar, which seemed unlikely. But I don't care because we won a cup and I'm making that trade every day of the week. I would have I would retroactively go back and trade them Robert Thomas to get that cup. Oh yeah. I don't care. I saw you tweet like I'd trade Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo today if it guaranteed another cup. Hmm. I trade anyone. The cup's the goal. Having good players isn't the goal. The cup is the goal. That's the thing. People are like, it's you know, it's a boat or a mystery box, and inside the mystery box would be a boat. It's like mm-hmm. we'll just take the boat. The classic um, Peter Griffin line. I what I don't get either, or I think a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, if you had Tage Thompson or you kept one of these players, blah blah, over the cup. Just think of all the excitement they would generate and all the goals they'll score and everything you get to see. When I say I'll trade Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo for another cup, I'm not even just talking about like the one turns into a two and I'm like, yippee, and that's it. I'm trading them. If we're talking about keeping a player and enjoying their entire career and they're, you know, they score 500 plus something goals and stuff like that, I'm not trading other players or I'm not trading that player just to add or go from one to two cups or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about getting the whole fucking cup experience again, baby, because we're trading experience for experience. And I'll take that like a thousand times. Baby. That was like as close to a drug while not being a drug <laughs> as you'll ever get. Cause that yeah. was like, a, that's a fucking ride. And you win the cup at the end. Yes. Fucking please. I I'll trade the whole fucking team. Like they can all be, they're all gone. To be fair. I'd trade the whole fucking team now for better. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'll trade the the soul of Bernie for Also lost in this whole thing is that the Sabres have Tage Thompson and are fourth from West in the Eastern conference. Oh, they're both. They like allow the, or I forget what it is. They allow the most goals. They have terrible. They have a goal differential of plus nine, which is crazy to me. But um, yeah, so Tage Thompson still hasn't done them any good. And you know, the man, the Flyers. You remember how you know remember how a bad start was not acceptable for the Flyers? Well, hello, Elliot. They're nine, thirteen, and five. And I got people talking about Carter Hart for cons for Vesna trophy. Bro. Mm-mm. what i mean has he they've been so bad that he's like actually good this year they are 9 13 and 5 let's check carter hart's stats i mean i'm sure they're okay but you you can't you can't you can't do that carter he's got a 906 save percentage and a 294 goals against average no wait that was career 911 279 4.6 GSAA pretty impressive started all 20 games that they played that's uh, seems problematic seems like <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that but you know what can Who's I say backup? Oh sorry they played 27 so he started seven he's so, he's just started the most games in the league Philadelphia Flyers backup goalie is Felix Sandstrom 
who has an 889 save percentage and a 340 goals against average. Sound familiar? That's exactly Jordan Bennington's number, but Felix Sandstrom must be a good goalie. It's got to be all the defense. I'll tell you that much. Kevin Hayes, 28 points. That's cool. He could win comeback player of the year. That'd be neat. Travis Konechny, 23 points. Joel Farabee, Tony D'Angelo. This team's bad. You know, they also need to rebuild. Ian, this hasn't been a very exciting episode. Can we have a fun? Can we have a fun topic? Can we have a fun topic to end with? Um, how about a? How about we do a draft of some kind? Can we do a draft? I cry, Stephen. You're crying about this team. This what team. would you? What would you like to draft? People Hopes, named people dreams. Named, People named Aaron, countries. Um, what do you think? What? <laughs> people named Aaron. You've never done I don't know enough named Aaron. Aaron. All right, Ian, you don't have the energy for this. You Aaron Burr. Is that a bad first pick? <laughs> wow. That's your, that's your one of one? That's your first Aaron? Aaron Jesus Burr. You're leading off with hey, He killed a guy. And you know what? I'm Stone Cold Killers. Burr, baby. He's in he's in Hamilton, you know. He sings songs. That's right. He uh let me think of all the Aaron's I know. Aaron Carter, Amber, Aaron Donald. Who's that? Best defensive tackle in football. In the league. Former Rams draft pick, still a Ram. Um, Aaron. Aaron. There are a lot of Aaron's in high school. I don't think that's a name anymore, right? That's going to be like an old lady name eventually. Yeah. You're right. You're like right. No, no names. It was a terrible. Around. It was a terrible decision. We're not doing. We're not doing. We're not doing Aaron's. It was awful. It was awful, Ian. I made a huge mistake. What do you want? To, are we just done now? Is that Hold it? On. I need to look up top baby names in America. What are people naming their kids these days? Blurzlin. Oh, God, there are a lot of these, aren't there? Oh, no. Okay, according to this is according to baby or ssa.gov baby names. The top 10 baby names of 2021 for for guys, starting at number 10, Stephen. There's Theodore. Would okay. you believe that? Would you believe that? No, but I like it. Stays Henry. Real name. Okay. Number eight is Lucas. We've apparently gone just very old school on a lot yeah. of these, but I'm digging the vibes. That's right. Seven is Benjamin. Oh, we're counting down from 10 to 1? Yeah. Okay. Number six is William. Benjamin. William's coming back, huh? That's right. All right, Billy. Old, old Billy. Bill. <laughs> old Bill. Number five is James. Okay. Four is Elijah. Mm-hmm. That's off, All right. off the board a little bit. Three is Oliver. Mm, don't love that. Number two is Noah. Okay. I do know. I feel like I know a lot of people with little kids named Noah. And number one, unfortunately, because I kind of like this name, but I can't use this anymore. Is Liam. 
Mm, okay. All right. Now, I think the girl's side is a little more like, uh, oh, boy. Blackland. Black. No, yeah. you know what? These are all real names, but they're just kind of like, eh. I feel like you hear them a lot. Ten is Harper. Harper's all right. Okay. Nine is Evelyn. All right. That is okay. old. That's old becoming new again. Eight is Mia. That's all right. Seven is Isabella. I like Isabella. Okay. Six is Sophia. Sophia. Doy. Uh, five is Ava. Four is Amelia. Three is Charlotte. I think we have two Sex in the City. Still on the name after the princesses. Gotcha. That's right. Two is Emma. And one is Olivia. I think one of the princes is Oliver, too, right? Yeah, right. Um, well, let's go by decade. Can I go by decade? What do you want? 1990s. Folks. I hope you're enjoying this. Sorry, folks. This is all you Oh, get. see, this now this these are these are people that we went to school with. Michael, Christopher, Matthew, Josh, oh, yeah. yep. Nick, Andrew, Daniel, Tyler, Joseph, Brandon, David, James, Ryan. Uh girls. Oh, see, I feel like the girl, like guys' names I feel like are more timeless, and girls go through like uh, a whole thing. These are all people from high school. Jessica, Ashley, Emily, Sarah, yep, Samantha, yep, Amanda, yep, Brittany, yep, Elizabeth, yep. Taylor, Megan, Hannah, Lauren, Stephanie, Rachel. These are all 1990s. Yep. That feels right. Well, I'm glad I confirmed something I already knew. Um, what? What baby names would you choose? Not for your own kids, but just theoretically, if you had kids, what would you name them? I always like the name Elizabeth for a yeah. girl. And I, I do kind of like Elijah, but I don't know. It's a little too much. It's like, <laughs> I like the biblical names, but that's like a little too much, you know? Although one I do like is Uriah and that's way too much. So, you know, maybe tone it back. Maybe just do a David, but David killed Uriah. So that seems kind of fucked up. Uh, you know, Isaac or... Yeah, or Ishmael. <laughs> what if what if I just did Nebuchadnezzar? <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Luke. <laughs> I was on the name of my son Xerxes. <laughs> Enough of this uh, Xavier talk. I want a Xerxes. <laughs> um, name my children Ananias and Sapphira. I liked I always like Gwen, but I feel like they need to have like a longer name for that. And then yeah. I'm like, are you gonna name him like Guinevere? And I was like, that's too much. But I was like Gwendolyn, and I was like, that's kind of I okay. struggle. I can't really do like single, I can't do monosyllabic names because I've got a monosyllabic last name. So you know, what are you just gonna be Mike, Mike Ground? Like no. Steve, Pete. Dave, Tom, John, John Ground. Like you could, I guess. But See, I like James, but I don't really like Jim or Jimmy. So I would like force my child, like, your name's James. I like Jim. No, it's James. No, it's James. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. I named you. I wouldn't name my child Colton or Jordan. I can say that much. That's right. That's right. Well, this has been riveting. I'm sure the folks, I'm sure the folk that's hanging on. Thanks, Justin, for listening all the way through. Justin, send us the passcode Omega Alpha 
and then tell us why you love uh, Jordan Shakiri so much. And you will get a prize. I don't know what it is, but we'll send it to you by mail the next time we see you, unless we forget, which we definitely will. Folks, we're going to find, you know, if this team continues down this road, we're going to find content. We're going to find segments. People are going to send us random crap to talk about. We'll have a lot of fun. We'll do a mailbag. We'll have odes and odes and eons and eons of time and content, but not slow, about as low as it's, you know. And uh, I don't have a lot good to say. Ian, we done? Do you have anything else? No, maybe that's a that's a wrap. It's been another one. All right, baby. It's three weeks till Christmas. Happy St. Nicholas Day. Two days late to those who celebrate. Hanukkah hasn't started yet, so you Jew folk can <laughs> continue to wait. Oh, don't give a, don't give the Jew folk too much. They've been through a lot. But as uh, what's-his-name said, happy Chinooka, and we'll talk soon. See you. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue just thinking about you. of red on a green Christmas tree won't be the same dear 